It's fine and finished, but we're still stuck in supernatural purgatory. This podcast is a rewatch of all 15 seasons and hopefully our way to finally escape this show. Join us once a week for a fun, informal discussion on each episode and leave comments on any specific upcoming plot points you'd like us to discuss. Hello. Hi. <laughs> this this week we're we're back at this bull hickey. <laughs> <laughs> this this I don't know what you want to call this this show with uh, <laughs> Dead Man's Blood yep Ugh. episode 20 uh, of season 1 ep- yes and it's making me question all my life choices <laughs> <laughs> I think we should probably say up front like we were speaking before we started recording today and we're not in a good place with this episode <laughs> I think Amy's in a worse place than I am. But yes, I probably will get to that. I mean, it's a John episode, so I'm never good with John episodes. I hate this episode for a different reason. Um, (laughs) Spoilers for the finale of season 15. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. But uh, so this week, the director was Tony Warby. Yeah. Writer credits are Catherine Humphreys and John Shaban. Yeah, and so far I've enjoyed John Shaban's episodes. <laughs> Not this and one, though. <laughs> do you know what, though? Actually, this this episode, outside of the context of the rest of the show, was not a bad episode. No, yeah, it, like for it was really story heavy. Yeah, but like in a weird way, mm. like it wasn't. It didn't feel like overpowering to be story heavy. Yeah, I kind of get what you mean. It was like a Monster of the Week episode, but with story and John's hair. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because some sometimes with some shows, and I feel like Supernatural does this later on. It feels like the the majority of the season is filler, and then everything happens in like the last two episodes or yeah. three episodes. Whereas this one, I don't. It feels like it's actually has been building up to this rather than like like it, it feels good that there's going to be two more episodes after this not that there would just be like one more yeah definitely like th- the story has been building to this point you're correct it's almost like there, there was a plan <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh, instead okay. of just scrambling but yeah um... I mean this episode is quite highly rated on IMDb it's got 8.5 um, not many comments. Most people were just saying how happy they were that because there are vampires in this episode, they weren't, I don't know, like Twilight vampires. <laughs> and actually, yeah. monsters, I guess. So, yeah, pretty well received, I think. I am, I'm a little surprised it's only 8.5. I would have thought maybe it'd be a bit higher. Mm. But maybe some people have come back to it. Yeah. I think there must have been some people re watching <laughs> this episode, like, oh, okay. I need to go back and look at that because I didn't realise this was as important as it was. <laughs> it wasn't important. Okay. No, it was not. Let's, let, 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 let's get into it because otherwise I'm just going to start crying. And <laughs> We're not going to get... We, we both have... Um, I'm, I'm going to say this warning, but it, uh, Amy does an amazing job editing us. <laughs> um, so, but this might be a bit of a long one. I mean, you've already seen the time code if it's going to be a long one or not but that's true we both have a lot of notes 
a lot of notes were taken in this. <laughs> anyway, okay. Yeah. So uh, we start in Manning, Colorado. And it says present day, but I don't really sure why they put that in there. But anyway, present day. And we're in a bar and we just see this like elderly man. He's kind of having a drink, scribbling in a notebook. And this is the first time we sort of see a hunter outside of the Winchesters. And you can kind of tell he's a hunter because of this, like the setup of the bar and like he's got this same kind of journal. And he like you don't really see in the journal, but you can kind of see that it's got like symbols. Yeah. So you can kind of just assume. Like I paused it and there was some things about demons and possession in there and that things were happening more frequently. Um, but other than uh-huh. that, there wasn't anything else. Yeah, I guess like, it's just like a general, you got the vibe, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. of, of what we've seen so far. And we, we learned that his name is, uh, at least his last name is Elkins mm-hmm. um, from the bartender that's da- there. And she gives like a little backstory to another patron. And then like a group of people come in and they gave off like alternate universe Buffy vibes you like do you remember that episode <laughs> yes oh my gosh I, I was just put like oh I guess they're kind of bikers but no that's so much better <laughs> <laughs> but Elkins is suspicious and basically disappears from the bar mm-hmm. like so the bartender talks to the group and comes back and it's just his his shot glass is there but he's yeah. not he returns to his like his cabin it's like a little bit frantic i guess and he's going to his he's just walking through the house and then the the leader of the group who's a lady she she turns up in his house and starts talking to him and he he just throws a knife at her heart like straight down the middle (laughs) yeah her 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 entrance reminded me of someone else's um I don't know. I was Who's... in a weird place today. Oh, Cass's. I don't know why. How? Just the, just the knife, just the stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This vampire is, is called Kate, who we, we find that out later on, if that's helpful. She just says, damn. I'm like, pulls the, the knife out of her, out of her chest. Wonderful. And then Elkins is running through the house. Um, he's trying to get to, like, he this is one thing I don't quite understand with some of these like horror things. He can he could just run away. Like she's not really impaired in any way, right? Because she pulls it out and she's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then he runs. It's like surely she could run at the same time. Anyway, he runs away. Uh, gets into his like office and pushes like a cabinet in front of the door. Goes to his safe and he pulls out this really awesome looking gun. We don't know <laughs> what it is yet, but we do know what it is. <laughs> And then some more like humans, human-looking monsters fall through the like glass ceiling and hold him down. Kate comes through the door and the gun goes flying, and then he's killed. They eat him. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's like chomping sounds, <laughs> like gruesome yeah. chomping sounds. Um, and then it's the title card. So, do you think he took the gun out of the safe to try and shoot them, or because otherwise? Why did he take the gun out of the safe? I mean, that would be the only only reason, surely. Yeah. Um, but it seems like a little bit of a waste. And I'll get into why that's a little bit of a waste in, like later on in this episode. But I don't know. I don't know. But I, I guess if he was going to use it to shoot them, maybe he didn't know exactly what they were. Because if, he, if he's writing in his journal mm. about possession and stuff, maybe he thought they were something else. 
Because he was putting salt on his door? Anyway. Um. Oh, no, actually, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right with that. I only hesitate because of what she tells another vampire, like, a little bit later on in the episode. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, interesting one. I just wonder why he took it out of the safe. Like, I think he thought they were demons rather than vampires. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I think you're right on that one too. So we get the title card and we cut to a diner and Dean is reading a newspaper. Sam is on his laptop and they're basically saying that there's no leads. They haven't been able to find a case, I guess, in a little while. And Dean suggests, oh, why don't they head back east? And go see Sarah again in New York. And um, Sam just deflects. (laughs) Completely deflects. (laughs) And says like, oh, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. And it's like, but you can't find any cases. So what work have you got to do? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess we don't know how long it's been between that last episode and this episode. But I guess it's... We were talking about timings before, and I, I think this has maybe been a, a, at least a month or two because they, they've moved back over to the other side of the country, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So it's been at least a couple of weeks, I'd imagine. Yeah. Okay. Sam deflects anyway, and <laughs> <laughs> he finds a story about Elkins. Dean, like, immediately recognizes the name. He's sort of muttering it under his breath and stuff. And then he gets out John's journal. And finds the page with his name on and his phone number and says, oh, it's a Colorado area code. It's like, this isn't a coincidence, essentially. Yeah, because this time Sam actually questions Dean. So well, how, how do you know it could be the same person? But yes, so they are, I kind of, I like this like brief transition that they did. Like yeah. it had like a mountain and then like, but it was so short. I was like, oh. <laughs> but this episode is quite long. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they couldn't have lots of driving scenes but they are breaking and entering again uh this into so we find out his name's daniel elkins so it's, yep. they break into his house and the jacket's back the jacket is back just in time yeah. uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> so only good thing about this episode so dean says says something kind of interesting here he says do you think this guy elkins was a player so they don't re- refer to themselves as hunters yet no, you're right, actually. I don't know if they've ever actually called themselves hunters. Uh, and I think funny. it's after this episode. Yeah, because it made me think of the Benders when they were like, oh, not like our usual playmates. And then they're calling him a player here. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> not in any way connected. But yeah, I, it's weird because he's kind of still talking in code, even with Sam and like there's no one else around. I guess it's just second nature to just not call it out. I mean, they find a journal of his that looks a lot like John's, like a lot like John's. And they said that it dates back to the sort of 1960s. So obviously he's been doing this. He's been a player for uh, (laughs) many, many years. How how old do you think Elkins is? Because I was placing him like close to, I don't know, 60s maybe? Not like super old, but like, so this is 2000, so the 60s would have been 40 years ago. Yeah. So he started hunting, yeah, he would have started hunting when he was 20, do you think? Yeah, I reckon he was mid-60s, yeah, judging by the so, actor that they chose. So but, oh, it just, it kind of gives a little insight into like hunting, I guess, because 
did he age out? Like, do you know what I mean? He's but he was clearly still hunting. He had like a journal. He still had all his stuff up on his wall. It looked like he was still hunting even into his like mid sixties. But then, what the bartender says is like this: this old kook who lives up in the mount, like in a cabin in the woods. So he may like he may be sort of semi-retired and like yeah. coming out of retirement because of like all the crazy stuff that's happening. Like, because I don't think any of them ever leave. No. But they just, they just like slow down. <laughs> like yeah, like keeping a track on it, like a, a yeah. Bobby figure, right? Bobby doesn't do that much yeah. hunting, but he does sort of like keep a track on things. It's a bit of a font of information. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would have liked to get to, got to know his character a bit more because we haven't really met any other hunters yet in this season, and yeah. this is only a very brief look into his life, and he just seems like John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so we kind of find out that it's kind of his mentor. So yeah, it makes sense. So Dean is like walking around this office, and he kind of kicks the box that the cult was in, but doesn't really pay it much mind at that point. Uh, but he does find some scratches on the floor, and he does like a real smart thing. He like takes a bit of paper and like does a pencil rubbing of the scratches. Mm-hmm. And uh, they find a location of a post box and they say this is something that John has done before to drop things off, I guess, to them probably as well. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I liked the next little like music scene because there wasn't any sound, like scene sounds, when they go to pick up the letter in the post box. So sort of them, like showing it to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite good, like quite dramatic. Um, yeah, it's just like it was. It was very boom, boom, boom. Like they were at the house, they were getting mail, then they were in their car, and that, that was yeah. it. <laughs> they had to get through They'll... the plot points of this episode fairly quickly in the beginning. They really yeah. did. <laughs> and it's a letter um, to J W. Who could bum, it bum, be? Bum. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Should we open it?" And then jump scare John appears. <laughs> Should we open it? Dad. <laughs> and Dean does a little scare. I thought you'd enjoy that. Yeah. He's like, oh. I did. I did very much so. John um, is like smiling, like he's. It was funny that he scared them. <laughs> wouldn't the thing is? Wouldn't you be like a little bit disappointed that he managed? You managed to like sneak up on him. A little bit, yeah. Like he definitely shouldn't have been able to. Also, but at the same time, to sneak up on people. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that true. sounds really bad. But here, if you know them, if you know them, and they're yes. in on the joke, yeah. <laughs> and it's not like every single time. Like once in yeah. a while, it's kind of fun to do exactly. for sure. I'm pretty sure I've done it to you. Like when we've met up in London, I'm sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> or you've done it to me. like even you could even do it by accident sometimes because you're not if you're not paying attention and they just like, then they're suddenly in front of you like oh. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I'm a pretty quiet walker sometimes. That makes sense. <laughs> so um, John gets in the in the back seat and he tells him that he's also on the case because Elkins was a mentor to him. Um, mm. And they said that he found this letter. He opens it and then like John compliments Dean. Oh, for... I, I wrote this down as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice job of covering your tracks, by the way. Uh, well, we learned from the best. It's kind of cool, but then he turns around and says, we learned from the best. I'm like, did you though? Did you uh, though? Yeah. I don't think you did. I mean, okay, John's a good hunter, I suppose, but like, is he though? Is he the best? Yeah, I, yeah I well, I want to so. bring up something about that in a minute, but... <laughs> 
Dean's little like smirk when John says good job. Just tell your kids you're proud of them. <laughs> Do it often <laughs> because then they don't grow up into adults who need constant approval. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would sort out a lot of issues for sure. So John tells the boys that he had a falling out with his mentor. They, he never says what over, but going by conversations later on in the seasons with different people, I'm going to guess it's about Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. Because he probably, like, Elkins is probably like, hey, they're too young to be learning how to hunt. And John was probably like, nah, they're my boys. They're going to learn to hunt. Even in this episode, it's kind of brought up, isn't it, when he's talking to Sam later on about yeah. protecting each other and not being vulnerable. And we I, we know Bobby has that issue with John, so... Yeah, that, that's where I was going with it, yeah. Yeah, I imagine that other older hunters would have the same issue because they mm-hmm. know the life, they know what it's like, and they kind of... If you think about all these hunters that we meet I, who do you know, get to an older age. They're like all alone. <laughs> yeah, but there yes. you go, that's John. Exactly. So yeah, so. you're right, maybe it was something to do with that, the reason they fell out, or yeah, difference in opinion over hunting right. generally. I, I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm equating Elkins to Bobby a lot in this, yeah. just because that's the only like other mentoral figure that ever really comes up. I feel like sometimes Bobby really didn't like John. <laughs> oh, like, I... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we'll get into that one when Bobby is introduced into the series. But um, yeah, yeah, let's carry on. So in the letter, it's said that Elkins has found the cult yes. and this legendary gun. And he asks them if they found it at the house. And they said, Dean says, well, there was a box, but no, no gun. And then John becomes like frantic and it's like starts to basically bark orders at them. Yeah. And Sam is being Sam and it's like, what? well what are the questions like he's asking a whole bunch of questions mm-hmm. and i'm actually kind of a little shocked that john answered the questions rather than just like leaving and sort of letting them follow because he tells him that they're hunting vampires something about dean's face and the, the dean and vampires just makes me laugh just because of what happened but like <laughs> his his funny. <laughs> it is funny it's hilarious <laughs> not okay not okay not what the vampire you're thinking of I'm thinking yeah, of I'm the on other that. one. Yeah, okay, I'm, fine. I'm thinking of the other one. That's where I, that's where my brain was going with this. I I think I've just repressed fifteen twenty. Let's be real. Yeah. I just I did not think about it at all until like the very end of this episode. Oh, I was thinking about it this whole time. <laughs> this whole time. Dean's reaction was I don't know disbelief that vampires exist. I guess because John had told him that they hadn't. Yeah, because he believes that they were all extinct. Vampires. I thought there was no such thing. You never even mentioned them, Dad. I thought they were extinct. I thought Elkins and and others had wiped them out. I was wrong. Here's a question. About to Mm -hmm. get real salty. (laughs) (laughs) About 15, 20, so just like for a second. That this is the first of many. If John thought that vampires were extinct, why was there an entry about vampires that cut out people's tongues in john's journal in 1520 you're right hmm. <laughs> i'm not the first person to have said this this isn't coming out of just my head like other people have brought this up so well the thing is he says that elkins was an expert so maybe he learned that when he's with elkins maybe yeah maybe the vampire mimes oh just 
But like that doesn't explain anything else about fifteen twenty. Not at all. We'll bring it up, <laughs> but it it doesn't. Now I have many many questions. Um, <laughs> so, so sorry. No, no, you're good. I'm glad you brought it up because I did think about the like I did think about it because like I said I've I actively try not to remember that episode. <laughs> yeah. So like even the flashback that was in that I forgot yeah. was in the this episode obviously. And mm. I was just like, oh. Hmm. Because, I don't know if I want to go into this now, but because story-wise, this is an important episode, but it, it didn't stick in my brain compared to other important plot points that has been through the seasons. Yeah, like, th- this is important to hunting knowledge and the first sort of major arc of the series. Yeah. Outside of that, it's really not that important. It's, it's not entirely that important. Yeah, so that was my first, that was my first thing for this, because... Uh, we're talking about John being a good a good hunter. I mean, he says that he thinks that vampires are well. He you know he thought that vampires were extinct. I mean, I guess he knows all the law around them though. Because so okay, all right, I'll go on this. He probably learned that from other hunters, which might be why this is in his journal. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised that he would have such a comprehensive knowledge if he doesn't think that they exist anymore. Why would you fill your brain up with useless knowledge? Right, and it he obviously recognizes how to find vampires as well yeah so did you not look out so okay i'll bring this up as well there's there's something there's something not quite right about john (laughs) (laughs) and i and it's to me it's pointed out in this episode really really clearly we're not there yet let's get there and i'll say exactly what i mean okay so John like starts to give a bit of a breakdown as to what vampires are all the while he's giving sort of like a narration while this the group of vampires that we saw earlier at the bar are like drinking and by the side of the road and are about to pick up some new prey. There's a couple driving in the car that that we saw in the distance and they're just having a normal conversation (laughs) and then they see a body that's in the middle of the road and he slams on the brakes. The woman of the couple rings the police while uh, the man gets out to try and help and then the vampire attacks. The teeth were different in this right Mm. it wasn't my imagination like because the the animation of it was the same but like the way that the sort of the formation of the teeth i feel like was different because i think of when later on they're like much more shark-ish or like yeah do you know what i mean i think they had the basic idea down of how they wanted vampire teeth to look Uh, they come out of the same like place like just um in the like gum above the front teeth but i think you're right later on when they probably refined the process of getting this to work properly they were like sharper i think yeah Um, yeah, so they look different but i think the uh, the basic idea in there i think it's just execution they haven't had enough practice Mm -hmm. doing this yet yeah definitely and really we don't really see them this is the only sort of vampire transformation we actually see in the episode because I guess yeah. it like again they don't have the budget and that's that's a lot of like CGI <laughs> <laughs> and like the the practical change was not great they look like they look like fake teeth they do <laughs> I don't mind them though I like that it's different at least because one thing I really like about this episode is that we think we know everything there is to know about vampires because of Buffy mm-hmm. and yes. like everything else and I do like that supernatural really change the lore on vampires quite a lot definitely Um, yeah 
I mean, they they kind of made their own breed of vampires. Because so I guess we mm-hmm. could talk about what he says. Because he says that um, they're not afraid of crosses. You can't stick them in the heart, and you, and they're uh, they can be out in daylight. Exactly. I think there is maybe some things that they drop a little bit later on because it says that like sunlight's like a bad sunburn to them. But I feel like we see vampires out in the daylight more later on in the seasons. So I think there's a couple of things that maybe they do shift around later on, but I'm not mad about it. I I, I do no. I do think vampires and supernatural are cool. When it becomes less black and white, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're, they're not so bad. Mm. They're very in this episode. It's very Lost Boys, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely that vibe. So yeah, they've captured this couple. We go back to the cabin and John is listening to a police radio while Sam and Dean are sleeping and he hears this kind of come over the radio and he wakes them up to, to go and investigate. It's the vampires. Oh, how do you know? Just follow me, okay? <laughs> vampires. <laughs> it's funnier every time I hear it. Okay, so in their universe, thing, we know that movies and things exist in the same as our universe. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. like Well, Buffy the Vampire does exist. Because Of course the... it does. What would Buffy do? Like yeah, of course it does. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dean so watched Buffy. He did. <laughs> Absolutely did. <laughs> he I mean I mean, come on, he he's all about that lost boy life. Oh like right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I like that he's having some kind of like internal like why is it like how are these real like what is our life kind of thing (laughs) he's having a bit of a crisis (laughs) yeah having a bit of a crisis about the fact that vampires exist he didn't think they did i think that's funny maybe he's realizing that he's he is he is buffy (laughs) (laughs) where he wants to be (laughs) yeah oh man there should have been so many more buffy references in supernatural makes me mad there wasn't now (laughs) i mean there's probably there's there is a reason for it because they, they came out too close together that yeah. people would have just sort of turned it off and be like, oh, it's just Buffy, but with men. So, <laughs> I think. Why did Sarah Michelle Gellar never do a guest appearance on Supernatural? James Masters does and... Um, oh, Charisma. The... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, ca- I can't believe I forgot her name. So they, they make an appearance. That's true. Yeah. I guess that's as close to a Buffy Supernatural crossover as we were ever going to get. But oh, yeah. I would have loved... I would have loved Dean meeting like whatever character they got Sarah Michelle Gellar to play, like a hunter. Can you, can, can you imagine though if it was like Charlie and Buffy? Meeting? Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> that would have been so good. They make a joke how she kind of looks like Buffy but isn't. I don't know. It would. Yeah. I'm just making this up in my head. I, I love it. Can someone write it, please? <laughs> We, we will promote it. We will definitely promote it. <laughs> yeah, Buffy Supernatural crossover is pleasing. Thank you. So John's kind of taking the lead. He's properly ordering them around. And the whole time, Sam is just like, why? Not having it. <laughs> just, why? What do you mean? Explain to us, please. I mean, fair enough. Because... How else are they going to learn? Like, they've never yeah. encountered vampires before. They have no knowledge. Mm-hmm. And yet, John's over here telling them exactly what to do but like not explaining how each of these things will affect them hunting a vampire now that they know vampires exist in the world they need to know how to kill them 
right? Exactly. <laughs> and it sounds completely right. Like he keeps them in the dark a lot about things. Just like do this, do that. No explanation. Frustrating. Mm-hmm. They go to the, the crime scene, um, which is on the side of the road. And John goes over to talk to the police. Like we don't get to see that. Like see how he cons yeah. his way into getting information. And it's just like leaving Sam and Dean to sort of watch him do this. It's just, it, it's, we know they're capable. We've seen them work cases. Mm-hmm. And Sam's right. He's treating them like children who don't know what they're doing. I do have thoughts on this because, I mean, me and you are both older now. <laughs> and when I left for university and then when I came back, I had to live with my family again for a few months after I'd had my freedom. And I love mm-hmm. my family, but it was hard because yeah. it's exactly like going back into a sort of, your childhood you know it really is I don't know how it is for you because I know you moved a little bit growing Mm. up so like I stayed but I stayed in the same house so every time even when I go home to visit for two weeks yeah I'm I'm like 10 again I'm like (laughs) how did this happen and what's even crazier is it's even crazier to see it with my older brother who has kids yeah and it's just like how how did he turn back to being 10 but have two children (laughs) it doesn't doesn't make sense yeah it's it's very very bizarre you do find like butt heads with your parents when you go back to live with them as an adult because you have your own way of doing things and they they just don't they i think parents and i'm sure it's true i don't think your parents can ever see you as fully grown up I just no, don't, I think, don't think so either. I just don't think they do. They like they always see you as, as their kids. So I get where Sa- the friction is with Sam and John. I do understand mm-hmm. it. I think that like with Dean, I don't know if he ever went through that phase of like butting heads with John. I think he's still he he hasn't had his independence to then yeah. see what it's like when he doesn't have it in the same way mm-hmm. that Sam does. Even though so even though Sam's been questioning John for like the majority of their interactions he's actually taking it pretty well like he's actually giving them answers rather than just like because i say so Mm. um he but he's he's obviously irritated by that but he's not angry about it yet (laughs) yeah i think maybe that's just sam though like part of me thinks can you imagine him as a little kid like them going from place to place i see sam as that kid just be like why why that's true Mm-hmm. so maybe it's kind of like that as well that just might be their dynamic and has always been their dynamic also that's true um, it's just gotten more fraught as sam's got older <sighs> yeah i didn't like this next bit because as john walks back like he questions dean about how he's looking after the impala and dean why don't you touch up your car for your rust i wouldn't have given you the damn thing i thought you're gonna ruin it do you think this is what caused dean to like change his views on like and start calling the impala baby oh because oh. after like he he starts caring for the car you know he's like daddy's good little soldier so what do you think i mean maybe <laughs> i'm still like to me it just seems like a dig like for no reason yeah because i i think dean does look after that car like i know it's dusty and a little bit dirty at the moment but they've been driving from place to place non-stop <laughs> And I think That's it's true. just, it's just a dig. It's like, again, it's like when you come home with a new haircut and your mum's like, oh, <laughs> yes. you made that decision. No, yeah. 
it's, it's dis- the- it's that disappointment yeah it's that energy of like oh okay you're doing it like that are you all right yeah okay fine <laughs> so I, I felt sad for Dean here because he hadn't done anything to like attract his kind of ire like he was just stood there <laughs> and like, to like read him for the car <laughs> but Sam's face of like it's like oh you got in trouble that's true <laughs> like, yeah it's hilarious it was very very good maybe I mean Judd is childish let's be real <laughs> so maybe instead of taking out his frustration on Sam because you know like he knows that something like a blow up will happen if he yeah. if he's confronts it he kind of redirects his agitation to Dean in the car because he knows he'll just take it Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so Sam and Dean are driving along and they're kind of discussing vampires again. They're saying that they sort of hunt in packs of sort of eight to ten. They generally have a nest and they take their victims alive to drain them later. Then Dean kind of starts addressing the tension <laughs> that is between <laughs> Sam and John. Because he said this a couple of times, like, oh, it's starting. Like, yeah. <laughs> in the background, like, oh, it's starting up again. Uh, so I guess this is what it was like before Sam left. I mean, I think that's pretty mm-hmm. obvious. And Sam's saying, like, well, you know, he treats us like children. It's just the way he treats us like we're children out there. He, he barks orders at us, Dean. He expects us to follow him without question. Yeah. He keeps us on some crap need-to-know deal. He does what he does for a reason. What reason? Our job. There's no time to argue. There's no margin for error, right? It's just the way the old man runs. Yeah, through. well, maybe that worked when we were kids, but not anymore, all right? Uh, Dean says, like, it's just the way it is. Okay, before we get any further, yeah. I'm going to have to ruin our mood completely. Because don't you think that Dean is completely different in this episode? Like, he has no personality. Absolutely none. He's less boisterous. He's, like, he's not making jokes. Like, he made one joke, but nobody was in the room. Completely not him. Like, in the last episode, he was super goofy and, like, you know, kind of messing with Sam. In Hell House, we saw him, like, be angry and annoyed with like the general public and then but like this he's he has nothing he's just like he he's a blank slate like he doesn't say anything and like they must have known what they were doing writing him like that because this episode is clearly directly after provenance because they mentioned sarah and the, the difference in character between then and now is yeah it's absolutely crazy and it's completely obviously it's completely to do with john it's weird that he's the same even around sam while john is about as well Mm -hmm. he just goes into soldier mode he does and like so sam sort of at the end of their like kind of argument conversation he says i mean are you telling me you're cool just falling in the line and letting him run the whole show that's what it takes He's willing to, like, give himself up. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, he's willing to give himself up to to make peace. And it's just like, you shouldn't have to. <laughs> like, no. he has a personality. Like, uh, I don't know. But then, then I got to thinking, can you imagine what the show, like, Supernatural, the show, would have been like if John was around for all of it? It, it, it no. <laughs> it, would be, it would be awful. And I was just trying to think of, like, sort of uh, like the French mistake with John mm-hmm. in it. 
<laughs> like it'd be so weird. <laughs> would that would have been so good though. Can you imagine if they'd met like Jeffrey Dean Morgan? A complete opposite to John Winchester, obviously. And just yeah, been, like, and, like, really friendly and <laughs> outgoing. I think I think Dean would have had some kind of aneurysm. <laughs> That's very true. That would have been so very good. True. So we cut back to the vamp nest and they're they're taunting that couple. Okay, the couple is a, a guy and a girl. I don't think, and I may be wrong, that that girl's name is ever said in this episode. But I don't think it was. I don't think it was, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I don't know when it was said. But this is Jenny and Jenny's boyfriend. <laughs> I, again, he hasn't, <laughs> doesn't have a name. He's not credited. And they're kind of taunting them, you know, just generally being dickish. And they take away Jenny's boyfriend and we see him get eaten. And the main vampire, um, Kate, is waiting for Luther to come back, who's kind of, I think, the head of the pack. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I would think so. And when he arrives, they obviously have a thing going on and she shows him the gun that they got, the Colt. And it's funny, actually, because he kind of seems like annoyed that they took the gun. And killed mm-hmm. Elkins because he, from what she says, like, oh, I think this gun was made the same time, you know, you, you were. So he's he's a fairly old vampire. So I guess he's seen mm-hmm. his fair share of things. He kind of realizes that they killed a hunter. There's probably going to be more hunters on the way. And this gun wasn't worth it. I think it's really interesting that he says revenge isn't worth much if you end up dead. It's a very accented point because there's like a, a kind of a long pause after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I I wrote I wouldn't be been surprised if he looked at the camera and winked. <laughs> <laughs> like pay attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In other vampire stories, this idea of revenge, that's their story. It's always about revenge. Yeah. But this is the first one that's kind of like, no, revenge isn't worth it. <laughs> like, just leave them alone. Yeah, exactly. I think it's interesting. I, I like this episode in the way I think it kind of starts to blur those lines between black and white and good and evil kind of thinking that they have. Yeah, and I think this is the start of it with Luther and Kate. So Dean gets a call from John as they're driving and he just tells Sam to pull off at the next exit and Sam's like why though why (laughs) and he's just like just do it like uh, dad has a lead and Sam has had it whatever it was he's had it because Mm -hmm. he he pulls in front of John's truck like overtakes him and then swings the car around so John has to stop and get out yeah it's kind of dangerous, actually. Not yeah. even kind of. It is very dangerous. I mean, it's a good way to start a conversation or a confrontation. Oh, crap. Here we go. Damn. What the hell is that? We need to talk. About what? About everything. For this next section, I am totally on Sam's side. May not be the right time and place, but it's definitely a conversation that they should have been having or should have had at some point. Exactly. I like the way the like, the confrontation was framed. So there's Sam on one side, John on the other, and Dean in the middle. I mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last week we were talking about how how fun it is to watch, like in the background, Dean. But this one was not. This was not fun to watch. This this was like helplessness. I was just like, yeah. no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but basically, Sam demands answers to 
very reasonable questions. Mm -hmm. He wants to know about why the cult is so important, why it's okay to hunt together now after the events of Shadow. I mean, John doesn't give an answer. He's just like, because I tell you to. No, obviously something big is going down and we want to know what. Get back in the car. No. I said get back in the damn car. Yeah. And I said no. All right, you made your point, tough guy. Look, we're all tired. We can talk about this later. Sammy, I'm here. Come on. Because I tell you to. Like, that's why I'm saying that he's very childish. He doesn't answer anything. And then Dean manages to sort of pull Sam away. But then Sam makes a comment under his breath. This is why I left in the first place. And said, this is why you left. And the rage. Oh my goodness, the rage. I was like, talk about acting. What'd you say? You heard me. Yeah, you left. Your brother and me, we needed you. You walked away, Sam. You walked away. Stop it, folks. You're the one who said, don't come back, Dad. You're the one who closed that door, not me. You were just pissed off. You couldn't control me anymore. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That's enough. I need you too. I felt that in my bones. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I was, I was a little bit afraid of Sam at this point because he was angry. What he says when he's angry was very, again, like, it's very teenagerish. Mm-hmm. But then they haven't managed to get past being teenage son and adult dad. Like, no. it's still there. Sorry, I'm getting, like, this, this makes me mad, so I'm kind of trying to not get mad. Um, <laughs> so Sam says, this is why I left, under his breath. Yeah. And then John responds, yeah, you did leave when, <sighs> when we needed you. Yeah. And it's like, but he's not listening to them now. Like, John is not listening to them now, saying, like, you need us, we need to be with you. And John's like, no, I'm leaving now. I can see why Sam is so frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, like, Sam left, like, years ago. It was years ago. It was, like, over two years ago that they had this argument, and it's still not resolved. Like, John can't forgive him for leaving. He must understand. He's he's a fairly young... He's a young man. (laughs) So weird. Yeah. You need to sometimes like leave the nest, and I guess it was a difficult like separation, but you should be expecting that as a parent. And I mean, I'm not fully with Dean on this. Like he takes John's side in this argument just with his actions. You know, I think he doesn't say anything, but he look he's so upset as this is happening. He kind of does though. Finally, when like you know Sam said his piece and goes back to the car. Actually, no, Dean, Dean physically gets in between them and tells yeah. him that's enough. Mm-hmm. And so Sam gets into the car. He turns around and tells John, that includes you. Oh, it's yes. you too. So right at the end, he does. Yeah, he yeah. Like squares up to John. John's yeah. face is like, he's actually shocked. <laughs> the first bit of that argument, I feel like Dean was on John's side, kind of, because Sam yeah. had like done a dangerous maneuver in the car and basically got out <laughs> shouting as they walked kind of away then john got angry and then i felt i think dean shifted more towards sam's defense yeah and i mean it, it makes sense because dean is all about family mm-hmm. john was the causing of them breaking up basically <laughs> yeah um it's it's as simple as that sam sam left yes but john told him not to come back mm-hmm. yeah. so if you tell a teenager not to come back they're gonna take you at your word yeah <laughs> Yeah. Look, this argument was a long time coming. I think it was needed. There were some things said here that needed to be said. I hate confrontation. If anybody knows me, (laughs) like I hate it. I will do anything. I'll go out of my way to avoid confrontation. But sometimes 
you need to clear the air yeah definitely. <laughs> as well i think there's a, there's a better healthier way to do it than this at the side of a road yeah. okay so after that we cut back to the barn and i just put kate and luther are getting frisky i think they decided before when they they ate jenny's boyfriend that they were going to turn jenny so to do that luther cuts kate's arm and then i'm gonna call it out what yeah. it is it's clearly assault and so <laughs> they she like puts the blood in her mouth and then kisses jenny to to turn her to make her like mm-hmm. drink the blood i guess so i was just this this whole this abrupt like scene change kind of it threw me for a loop for one and then i got to thinking like where did this sexy vampire trope come from because if you think about it like the first vampire that was ever on screen was uh nosferati right i think Mm -hmm. yeah the silent movie now we have like angel the lost boys as you've mentioned mentioned queen of the damned there's also twilight but when when did that shift happen to because even like Dracula in uh, was was it Christopher Lee played Dracula? Mm. I I blame Bella Lugosi, <laughs> who played Dracula. I don't think it was intentionally sexy, but I think there's a certain aesthetic there that people appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess in Supernatural they made them look like people, so it's you know dependent on what you find attractive in a person. But well, but I mean, like you know, these two like getting it on. They're all like partying and stuff. So it's just kind of like, well, where did that even come from? <laughs> I don't know. I I think I, bl- I again. I think I blame the Lost Boys <laughs> for this yeah. particular episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I I'm a bit disappointed that the first same sex kiss on Supernatural was this with all the yeah. like non consensual blood giving. That's disappointing to me. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we see Jenny. I mean, it doesn't show her turning into a vampire or anything. It's it's implied that that's something that they're doing. I think, and they're they're leaning heavily on people's prior knowledge of vampires to know that you can turn vampire like people into vampires in this universe as well, because yeah. they never mentioned that otherwise. I mean, so yeah, it's, so it's daytime. We see Dean, Sam, and John hiding in some bushes watching the vampire <laughs> barn. Again, they said, like, this is where they say, you know, the, the sun is, like, gives them a really bad sunburn, so they don't like it. They can go out in it, which means that they sleep during the day. So, essentially, like, the, that's going to be their time to strike. John mentions here as well that the best way to kill a vampire is to behead them. Oh, is that, that's the only way, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. The only way, which is important. <laughs> they have this whole scene <laughs> with, like, both their trunks open to see all the guns and stuff. And, like, John's trunk is just so much cooler than theirs. It's, like, a whole, like, automated open thing. (laughs) And all his guns are in foam. And, like, Dean says, like, oh, you know, I've got a spare machete, Dad. And he's like, no, I have one. His his is cooler and shinier. (laughs) Dad, I've got an extra machete if you need one. I think I'm okay. Thanks. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, like, three feet long, where theirs is, like, only a foot long. Yeah. Are they making a dick joke here? Was that what that was? I hope not, because that's kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, is that what you're doing? Because that's strange. 
I guess it just shows like John's experience and that he's like so much a better hunter than them. But to be fair, he gave them that car. So yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, just do they not get the upgrade? Like, what? <laughs> exactly. But at the, at the same time, like, okay, yeah, John's like looks cool, but I don't think it holds as much like kind of stuff as no. the Impala. Like, because the Impala, I feel like they can go back there and like. For any kind of monster, they'll have the tool or, like, something that they can make to then have the tool um, <laughs> to to hunt the monster. Yeah. Whereas John maybe doesn't. Uh, so, just to go into my own little analysis of this, where I'm talking about cars as people. Like, the John's truck with his and the trunk of it is very, like, clean, clinical. There's no extra stuff. There's no emotion in it. You know, mm. whereas like Sam and Dean's trunk, it doesn't just hold their weapons, right? It's got all their stuff in it, like their That's bags, true. their clothes. Mm-hmm. It's their whole life is in that trunk. That's why it's messy. That's why it's kind of, you know, a little bit haphazard. Whereas, yeah, John's is very, this is this is just about hunting and there's nothing yeah. else in this trunk. Just a- That's true. <laughs> I think it's a metaphor. I think the trunks think are a metaphor. Right. Um, (laughs) so john finally tells him about the cult here as well like he kind of it's almost like he he tells him like he's doing them a favor by telling them i feel with all this information they say they say this gun can kill anything kill anything like supernatural anything like the demon he asked so you want to know about the cult and it's actually Sam who responds, yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, he does want to know. And I mean, yeah, he does want to know. But like he's has changed his tune a little bit. But I guess because he, he knows who his father is. So he's like, well, I guess I have to answer yeah. appropriately, as it were. And if he'd responded any other way, would have John then told them? Mm, you know? Probably not. Mm. Probably not. So he says that it was made in 1835. And there were loads of other stuff going on at the same time. I think he said, like, Haley's Comet and the Alamo and maybe something else as well. And Samuel Colt made a gun for a hunter when hunters were on horseback, which is kind of cool. This is the first time that the hunter is used in this context. Oh. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Wow. At least that, that, that is my understanding. Haha, maybe from now on they will be called hunters. Yeah, I think so. Like, I like that a lot. Um, so I, I kind of like the Wild West hunter idea. I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> wicked. Um, and he made 13 bullets, and I'm, I'm going to keep track, I've decided, <laughs> of the bullets in this gun, um, as far as I can. So it says he used half a dozen, so that generally means six. So if he's used six bullets, let's do the maths. That means there's seven bullets left in this gun, or for this gun, right? And he said that it can kill anything, and then, you know, Sam says, oh, well, he makes a connection. It's like, oh, the demon. Like, you want this to kill the demon. Yeah, that's that's why John wants it. Um, you yep. know, he said it took a lot of research, a lot of finding, but he finally found a way to end the demon. Which is just, it, it, it's funny to me now, because I'm like, this, they kill demons on the wreck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, all the time. All the time. All the time. Uh, I, I know, I know we get to see John again. Like, in, you know, you know when. And mm-hmm. I just wish, I kind, it was nice, but I kind of wish that they'd had more of a moment with, like, him being impressed with them. 
you know? Yeah. Because like, they, they, they did a lot. They have done a lot since this, like, series yeah, arc. Exactly. Like, how many yeah. times have they saved the world? Show him the, the knife that he just stabbed at even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> or the like, angel blade. Or yeah. any of it. Um, I mean, how many angel blades do they have lying around in the bunker? Like, <laughs> just... Too many. Cass keeps stealing them from heaven. Like, stop. I think he does. Um... <laughs> I think he does. Okay. I need to go back to the beginning of the episode. But I'm going to guess that this revolver is like most standard revolvers in that it takes six bullets. Yeah. So there should be one left over because we see that we saw that um, Elkins loaded the gun completely. Mm-hmm. So there should be one just like laying around somewhere. Oh, but it wasn't yeah. in the box. So where is it? I don't know if they have it or not. Oh, this is messing up my count. Sure. I'll keep I'll keep the count and we'll see. It's just because I I get funny with these things because there's just, it sticks in my mind. There's a YouTube video that someone made which is amazing and go watch it of all the times they fire the torpedoes in Voyager and they very distinctly the beginning of that series say they only have a certain amount and they went over by at least two hundred. <laughs> 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 so you should go watch that because it's really great I, uh, uh, yeah it's good so we see them sneaking into this barn to go and hunt these vampires and they've gone in through a window um, very sneaky sneaky it's all mm-hmm. very creeping around the vampires are in hammocks and there's like a typical bit where like Dean nudges one of them and it swings slightly harder but it's fine <laughs> and Sam finds Jenny tied up and Dean finds some other people like locked in a cage. This is what I mean by John has issues. <laughs> because Sam and Dean are ingrained that they hunt to, uh, to save and help people. Mm-hmm. But John, I mean, we I guess we don't really see it on screen. So maybe he said something. But his instinct is just to go straight for the gun. Like, he is selfish. Mm -hmm. He wants that gun to do what he wants. And nobody else matters. Whereas Sam and Dean, they they didn't go looking for the gun. As soon as they saw some people in distress, they went to those people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I think that's really a good point. Because he was very focused. Like, he went straight to where he thought he would be. Whereas they definitely tried. You know, even at the risk of waking up all the vampires, Dean was trying to, like, open that cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Sam was talking to Jenny. I mean, ultimately, I guess that what gets them into trouble, though, right? Because Jenny wakes up and sort of screams <laughs> at Sam yeah. because she's a vampire now. I don't know what the lesson is there. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's just an interesting, like, look at their characters. Like, how are you saying their cars are, like, clinical? Like, he is very, John is very clinical and is, mm-hmm. like, about, he's about helping himself. Yeah. Like, he, he didn't... At no point in this episode does he talk about helping those people that are stuck there in the nest. Mm, that's a good point, actually. Like, it's not they're not doing that to save these people that are still there. And that they know we're there. Like, you know, there's no way that Dean would have left that barn and not told them that there were, like, four people <laughs> stuck in a cage <laughs> in the bag. Um, yeah. I think so... John doesn't manage to get the gun here because they start to wake up and he shouts, like, boys, run! And they, they all run out. So Sam and Dean get out of the barn and John comes out and follows them. There's a little pause where you're like, oh, did he get out? But he's fine. And they decide that they're going to wait for nighttime. Um, <laughs> but 
I'm not sure why they're waiting for that. I guess the vampires are onto them now, so it has to be soon. Maybe they're not expecting them to come at night time. Um, it's fair enough. So yeah, he said that the vampires have their their scent and they'll never stop tracking them now. Because they have the scent for life. Yeah, which I'm not sure is brought back up again, but maybe it no. is. Maybe it is. Okay. They, and he sends Dean yeah. to a funeral home. <laughs> and like <laughs> the, the one bit of comedic value in this is the look that, that Sam and Dean give each other when he says that. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's, super, he's super cryptic about it again. He's just like... Yeah. We need to go to a funeral home. And they're like, uh, what? Why? <laughs> What's that even mean? <laughs> okay. So Sam and John are back at the cabin and Sam is worrying over Dean. And this is one time where John actually like shows some faith in Dean. He's like, you know, he's got it. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can you please say that to Dean at some point? To just tell him that you trust him. <laughs> and he just solved so many issues. Just, just one yep. time. But he can only say it to Sam, I guess. So I guess this is kind of John apologising a little bit for yeah. their interactions up to this point because John tells Sam about a college fund that he set up when he was born where he'd like put a hundred dollars in a month and he'd done the same for Dean as well he you know he didn't actually want this life for them you know he's a he's kind of saying like you know this wasn't the plan mm-hmm. um, and Sam makes a really good point he's like so if you had you know, if you did this, why did you get mad when I left? Like, this is what you wanted me to do. <laughs> you know. After your mother passed, all I saw was evil everywhere. And all I cared about was, was keeping you boys alive. I wanted you prepared, ready. So somewhere along the line, I, uh, Stop being your father. And I I became your, your drill sergeant. So when you said that you wanted to go away to school, all I could think about, my only thought was that you were gonna be alone. Vulnerable. Sammy, it just it, it never occurred to me what you wanted. It makes me wonder how long John paid into that college fund for Sam because he was pretty little when Mary died so he also said that he did one for Dean so and Dean was four years old Mm -hmm. so that there would have been a substantial amount in Dean's one at least he's kind of saying he's apologizing because he says like you know I I care you know I care about you I and after all the stuff that we went through, I was worried about you being alone and like vulnerable, you know, that they had to stick together essentially mm-hmm. um, to be safe. And he, but then he does say like, I stopped being your father and became a drill sergeant. So I guess at least John knows that he's doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is but it something. It's something, but it's also like, okay, you recognize it now. So are you going to change it? Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't matter and it doesn't mean anything if you apologize and you just go back to being the drill sergeant. <laughs> exactly. Like John says, like, you know, we're, we're just different people. You know, maybe we don't get on kind of what he's saying is because we're different people. You know, Sam wanted different things. The thing that, that Dean wants and things that John wants, so they're different people. Um, but Sam says, like, I don't think we are that different. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Because Sam understands 
John now in a way that Dean kind of never will, almost. Yeah. Because he mm-hmm. lost Jessica. But again, this kind of comes back to what we were talking about last week. Like, mm-hmm. were they on the verge of marrying? Having a family together? Like, that? Is it really, was it that strong of a, yeah. like a relationship that he really truly understands what John went through? Not that, mm. like, I'm defending John at this point because I still think he's a terrible person. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I've, I've, it feels very strange to equate Mary and Jessica in such, like, easy terms. I mean, I get it because, you know, they're young. It's probably, like, a very intense relationship you know yeah but i was saying it's different like the length of years i i guess he's just seeing where john is coming from maybe he understands more about his need for revenge and this is a point that's been made and like i thank you thanks for one of our listeners they sent in a um really nice like long comment about uh sort of sam and mary and, and uh john and dean which i completely agree with that Sam has always been equated more with with John and Dean with Mary in their mm-hmm, personalities definitely. and I think you see it more when we see Mary later but um here it's it's definitely very clear to me that although Dean tries to like emulate John and like dress like him and be like him actually in reality Sam is closer to John than he'll ever, he's ever going to be yes absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. and that's also another reason why like when you get two personalities that are similar sometimes they just do not get along absolutely and this 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 is exactly what it what it is (laughs) this is exactly what it is yeah and and i'm wondering if it's the the men of letters versus like the hunters which comes up like mm -hmm. when we when we meet the campbells yeah that whole deal like so we we see the Campbells in Dean, and we see mm. the Men of Letters or the Winchesters in Sam. Yeah, it, it's right. You're you're right. Like it completely solidifies that theory. I think. Yeah. That whole bit. Yeah. So, yeah you're right. That's not written at this point, so it's not like yeah. that. That was developed rather than sort of coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, but they it's sort of that they must have been aware of that dynamic in order to write that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's true. It's mm-hmm. clearly. It's canon. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they t- they talk here about, like, Sam asked John what happened to the college fund, and he's like, oh, I spent it on ammo. And they, like, laugh about it. But I was just like, you kind of got to laugh about that, or else you'd be really upset. Yeah, you really would be. You really would be, because as I actually wrote, John is not very good with money. Um, <laughs> because, like, they have to, like, scam people now to get by. So it's like, well, you know, you could have, like, at least kept one of those funds and, like, invested it. Yeah, or something. Oh, I don't know. I guess it's like a, des- you know, if you need ammo, you need ammo to go hunt something. So yeah, I, just, true. I made myself sad because I was like, look, I can have a bit, I can have a bit of sympathy for John Winchester. I know. But <laughs> I, I believe that he kind of did want more for his sons. And I know he dragged them around in this life. But I imagine it was a very sad moment for him the first time he had to withdraw from that college fund to buy ammo. Hmm. Do you, you think, think it was, was a decision that he wrestled with? Or No. Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Mm. He he probably did like obviously it weighs on his mind because like he remembers the what he did with it. Mm. Otherwise he would just would have been like, 
here's another thought though would he have said that to like break the tension because obviously right now it's like very like very serious so in reality did he actually spend it on like provision like just regular provisions like food clothes and stuff like that but he said ammo just to be like haha i spent on ammo because that's what you expect of me kind of thing yeah you're probably right but i I mean more in the sense like you know when he took the money out for the hunting i guess it could be anything it must have been a a moment that like oh this is the life i've chosen now they're not going to go to college like you know it's yeah. sad. It's sad. I, I think he probably he probably had like he probably had that moment when he had to close out the account rather than yeah. the first time that he took money out. Because that is definitely saying like this is the end. Like they yeah. will I will not be providing for them to go to college. Which she could keep telling that, that that like to... Oh, when we kill the demon, I'll just I'll just replace that money, you know? Oh Yeah. No. And then it just went on and on and I have a I have a little bit of sympathy for John Winchester, and I you know I know I know. <laughs> no, I mean it's fine. A little bit. You can, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> One of us has to, right? <laughs> One of us has to. I I just think it it makes an interesting character, right? Even in complex characters, I think you have to try and see things from their point of view sometimes. Yeah. I think it's interesting. You do. The this conversation did like lessen my hatred but it's still <laughs> i say hatred i don't really hate what well, i do but i don't <laughs> so like it it did it did a valiant effort of getting you on john's side but this is still too much <laughs> like he's just yeah. not he's not ever gonna gonna he's not ever gonna really make up so exactly yeah it's not it's it's not enough you know Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Dean arrives and he's got dead man's blood. I mean, they don't say that's what it is, but he went to, he went to a funeral home and he has blood. So, I mean, what else <laughs> is it? Um, and we cut to nighttime and Dean's under the hood of the Impala, like looking like he's fixing something. And Kate, the vampire, comes up and she kind of propositions him i guess she's like do you want to come back to my place and he's lying here <laughs> car trouble let me give you a lift take you back to my place i'll pass i usually draw the line in necrophilia Ooh. obviously he gives away the fact that he knows they're vampires so she hits him she grabs his face like smushes it and kisses him. Kisses his cheeks. Yeah. She has a thing about consent. She is not yeah. a good person. It's not a good person. Like, like the yeah, the, the kissing without consent is... And it's not like, it wasn't even like a peck on the cheek. No, it was a full-on, like, let me suck out your lungs through your mouth type deal. Yeah, it was It was not great. I mean, and, and of course, because this is what Dean does in any tense situation, he makes another joke. Sorry. I only stay with a chick that long definitely not eternity he did the same thing in like the benders and stuff where he's like in a very serious situation i mean in in this case i guess he was the bait and i mean of course he's the bait sam wasn't going to be the bait was he no no not Um, at all they get hit with arrows or dart um they're arrows arrows yeah yeah. and they kind of like the vampires kind of like brush it off like this isn't going to hurt us but then john comes and explains that it's dead man's blood so it's poisonous to them essentially and he, they take Kate and John beheads the other vampire. Though you don't see it, it's kind of off screen. And I don't, I don't know why 
that it, it made me shudder just seeing it happen off screen because when it when it happens on screen later on obviously the reason why they did it off screen they don't have the budget they've used all their budget to do the teeth (laughs) (laughs) but there's something about like this horrendous blood splatter and you know that they've just beheaded somebody it was just like yeah it's visceral i guess (laughs) i don't know it just it just it oh it just put me on edge for no reason mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know, I, i'd rather see the animation of the head like rolling off the like the neck than just like off screen <laughs> fair oh. enough I, I guess yeah because it leaves your imagination whereas the other one doesn't so it's kind of yeah I, I think that's what it is and it's mm-hmm. like machetes are so violent oh mm. yeah <laughs> i'm still kind of grossed out by it to be honest <laughs> <sighs> anyway they are now sort of like in a sort of patch of it look maybe off the side of the road we don't really know where they are john hands them like a a bundle of something and it's got saffron skunk cabbage and trillium i don't know <laughs> okay. what the last one is and it stinks it's really bad and it's basically to to block the scent because cabbage smells bad skunk definitely smells bad i don't know saffron saffron's a nice smell but it is very overpowering he tells them that vampires mate for life which i mean Somehow Dean already knows that because he says not for eternity. But I think he's just, again, Buffy. It could be more. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Dean says that the the male vampire will come after her and will want to make a trade because she's more valuable than the cult. John wants them to leave after all of this. He's telling them that, you know, you go do your part of the plan, which we don't know what that is yet, but they have their part of the plan and he has his part and mm-hmm. he wants them to get the hell out of the area and Sam's not having it. You know, I don't get you. You can't treat us like this. Like what? Like children. You are my children. Sam no. is not having it and it comes back to the the same kind of thing we were talking about and John says, that you know, you're my children and I don't want you to get hurt. And finally, Dean has his moment. Dad, I'll do respect, but uh, that's a bunch of crap. Excuse me? You know what Sammy and I have been hunting. Tell you sent us on a few hunting trips yourself. You can't be that worried about keeping us safe. It's not the same thing, Dean. Then what is it? Why do you want us out of the big fight? This demon, it's a bad son of a bitch. I can't make the same moves. I'm worried about keeping you alive. You mean you can't be as reckless? Dean has his moment and stands up to John and calls him out on it and says, well, no, look at the stuff that you've made us hunt by ourselves. You obviously are not that worried about our safety. If you didn't believe in us, you wouldn't have made us go hunt. Exactly. I'm so proud of him. And like the look that Sam and John give each other. I know. I know. (laughs) Sam is so shocked. Yeah. They didn't expect him to say anything. I like that Dean finally got it together. Like, come on. Yeah. And I mean, you got to think about it too. In Faith, he was, Dean was dying, literally dying. Mm-hmm. And John didn't make an appearance. Nope. So it's so, not about keeping them safe, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. It's not. It's not about keeping them safe. I, I, we don't really know what the reason is because he won't tell anybody. I um, mean, I think Dean's right here. It's so he can be more reckless, he can yeah. do things that are more dangerous without worrying about putting them in danger because of his actions. But his actions aren't causing them to be in danger while they're out hunting. 
if that makes sense. I know he sends them some cases, but when they're there, that's ultimately up to them how they deal with it. Mm-hmm. Where if they're with John, he can do all the like he's gonna go. Uh, he was planning to go and kill like however many vampires are in that barn by himself. Yeah, you know. So he's doing things that are probably gonna get him killed, but I guess he doesn't feel bad about it because he's not involving Sam and Dean. So let's just roll with it. Like, yeah, and he—I right. mean—he even admits that he doesn't think he's gonna survive the, the like, the demon. Yeah. Right. That—that's how I understood it. I didn't know if he meant he wasn't gonna like survive the fight with the vampires, but surely he—he he was trying to get out of that because he's trying to get the cult. So. Yeah, and I completely agree. I think he is going. He was planning to face the demon alone, and was fully expecting to—I don't know—go out in a blaze of glory. You know, killing the demon and himself at the same time. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Being a hero. Yeah. Uh, And like... Quote unquote hero. You know, when he says that, like, Dean's reaction is like, well, what's going to happen to us if you die? You know? Like, because John's saying that he can't go through it again. He lost Mary. He can't lose Sam and Dean. Like, that would would be the end of him, essentially. And Mm -hmm. Dean's like, well, what about us? What about our feelings if you go off and do this? Dad, what happens if you die? We could have done something about it. You know, I've been thinking, I think maybe Samuel's right about this one. I think we should do this together. We're stronger as a family, Dad. We just are. You know it. Dean. We are. I just know it. Like, he says, like, I just know it. Like, Dean knows this. Like, it's, it's something in his, like, very core saying, like, family is everything. We are stronger. Mm-hmm. We're together. And it's it's really interesting because sometimes it's, like... And I don't know why, but Supernatural shows over and over again that sometimes it's not true. Like, yeah. the times when they're sometimes, like, the strongest is when they're not together. Like, think about Dean in Purgatory. But no, I get, I do get what you mean. Even So even when the Mark takes over Dean yeah. and Sam's, like, hunting by himself. Or, I mean, there's a time when Sam's, like, the leader of a whole bunch of hunters, like, yeah. without Dean. They are, they are okay on their own. They are yeah. actually are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For some reason, I, d- I don't even know where that got ingrained in him. To be honest, I mean, maybe it was the whole like look after Sammy like all the time mm-hmm. that he's like, well, I have to look after him, therefore we have to be together all the time. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think again, like. So Sam would have left when he was 18. Well, how good of a hunter was he before that? Probably not that good. Because he's still, like, a growing person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's only now that he can really show, like, how good they actually are. Being older and stronger and, like, just knowing more about the life. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I just, again, I think it all goes back to Mary. I've said it before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um... But yeah, this this line stuck with me and I know it's used again later for emotional effects, so it's fine. <laughs> so John dismisses them though. He he do, he doesn't really say anything to that. He just dismisses them and be like, that's, you know, it's an order. Just yeah. just do what I've said. Yeah. So, so he's back to where they back to the where he was before, so he's learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So we're at the vampires and they are sort of discussing that they can't find them, like they can't find their uh, their scent or anything. Um, and then they hear a truck and one of them's like, oh, it's just a truck on the highway. 
And Luther's like, well, Kate's in that truck. I can smell her, basically. And then we see John and Kate in the truck. And they're being followed. Like, you can see the headlights in the rear view. And then it cuts to the barn. And there's sort of, there's one vampire there that's just sort of hanging around. And then he hears a noise and goes to check out, like, where they had entered before. Yeah. And then Teens <laughs> just goes, boo. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> there were some funny moments in this episode. As horrible as this episode is, there was some there was some good. And it's, I mean it's all Dean. It's always Dean. Uh, John's being continued continued being chased, um, but then suddenly there's no lights in the rear view. So he thinks yeah. I don't know if he thought he got away, but I don't know. He continues driving. And then we see all the vampires. I, I really like the way that they did the eyes in this. And I don't think yeah. they do this again for the vampires. Because no, so. they kind of have like cat eyes in that like when the light hits the eyes, it reflects. Yeah. So if they can see in the dark, but they have yeah. those reflective uh, retinas. Yeah. So uh, John gets out of the car with Kate. I, I, there was something weird about him calling kate's sweetheart i don't know that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way i was like Ugh. <laughs> I, like anybody calling me sweetheart just rubbed me the wrong way so maybe it's just that yeah i think so i too. just like recoil from that now <laughs> luther and kate have like are you okay hon basically yeah. yeah whatever they do the exchange and mm-hmm. luther puts the gun in between them and john walks over picks up the gun but kate manages to slip free and like throws him over the truck <laughs> yeah yeah, so he's gone through. I think, did he go through? The, he, he looked like he like, hit the windscreen. There's like glass everywhere. Anyway, like, luckily, Sam and Dean come to the rescue. They're shooting crossbow bolts at <laughs> the vampires. Right. And uh, Dean grabs a machete. And then Luther grabs Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, as he grabs Sam, like, Dean hesitates. And mm-hmm. he puts down the machete. Well, because Luther says that if you don't put it down, I'm going to break his neck. Exactly. So stronger together are you, Dean? No, it's okay, so it's fine. Um, so, and then we see Luther says here, and I think this is where I kind of going with that like good and evil thinking. You people, why can't you just leave us alone? We have as much right to live as you do. I don't think so. And I kind of get it, but at the same time, you are kidnapping people off the road. Um. Yeah, <laughs> that's the issue right there. It's like, and you forcefully changed jenny like she didn't want to be a vampire you assaulted her (laughs) yeah like grossly and i think that if they'd shown any kind of maybe more empathetic moments with the vampires we could that would have had more weight but it Mm -hmm. didn't because you automatically think okay yeah it's kind of tough that they're getting killed but how many people have they killed you know right exactly Um, and they're keeping their humans in cages exactly uh, so John says, like, I don't think so, and <laughs> shoots him with the Colt. And I thought it was really interesting how Luther died. Like, it, he looks surprised. Mm-hmm. that it, um, I mean, because, I mean, obviously, like, vampires think they can't die from, die from gunshots, so he would be surprised. But it kind of went, like, blue, and his, like, forehead went all weird and black. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. I might just be misremembering, but I don't remember the cult having that effect on things. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember either. It, I mean, it was very cool. Like, he kind of like it kind of went like electric too, because he sort of saw his skull for a second. Yeah, it looked kind of like Angel Grace. 
It did. It it absolutely did. It looked like he got stabbed by an angel blade. Yeah, it did. So it was it was great. Like it was a cool effect. And then I wrote six bullets left. Maybe I don't know if the other one is about, is about now. <laughs> so I'm gonna say five plus one. I guess five in the chamber. One maybe somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kate and Jenny get away like Jenny comes and grabs Kate and pulls her into a car and they drive off and John kind of smiles I guess that's because he knows the gun works I think yeah it's kind of creepy though yeah it's almost like <laughs> I thought it was a little it was a little creepy so back at the cabin they're kind of talking and John brings up like you ignored a direct order and like they're back to like yes sir um but well Sam is you ignored a direct order back there Yes, sir. You mean we saved your ass? Dean is fully like, we saved your ass. And I was like, ooh. I wrote, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) But like Sam's face, he like proper like looks at Dean like, what the hell was that? (laughs) It was amazing. And then John Uh, agrees with him. Like, you're right. And I was like, what? What's going on? I forgot about this scene. This is also where I wrote Dean's personality's back. Yes. He's, he's come back he's back to being dean mm-hmm. back to being a smart ass <laughs> exactly like yeah well done dean you made it you made it you made it through mm-hmm. this episode um well so i'm wondering if like the change of john's change of heart came from dean's like refusal to follow orders mm. like maybe when you know maybe if dean's talking back you know you've pushed too far you know yeah. that's that's the canary in the mine shaft <laughs> talking back i don't know yeah i think you're right i think that was the tipping point i think it didn't matter what sam said because he's used to butting heads with sam all the time but mm-hmm. when dean finally turns around like actually no you're being an ass like oh i have pushed it too far like i've you know yeah. i should explain it's more serious which i feel bad for sam that that's the case because really not listened to <laughs> yeah that's true but yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah so John says like he agrees and he says that they're stronger together and then kind of says like we're going together and the music the music but I guess we are stronger as a family so we go after this damn thing together yes sir because it was like the end credit music over the end mm-hmm. of this conversation and I imagine it was the same yeah. on the Netflix it felt like it was building to something, it was really exciting and I did enjoy it <laughs> it was, the The only thing though is that they, they kind of end the episode on like a unison, like they, they say something at the same time but yeah. I don't like the fact it was yes sir, I mean the, the way that they said it was definitely less of a like we're taking orders and rather than rather like a I guess more of like an excited tone, if you mm-hmm. can, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. it was a yes sir that they finished on. But I guess I'm on board now, right? The plan. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Sam's getting what he wants. They're going together. Dean's getting what he wants. They're all together. John's con- like given a concession and said, "Fine, we're good guys." <laughs> <You know? laughs> I guess this also hunting together in this way, this is the first time they've actually hunted together. Yeah, that's true. With with Shadow, it was more like they were surprise attacked and there wasn't really anything they could do about it at that point mm-hmm. apart from like tuck tail and run. But this is the first time that he's actually seen them 
sort of think for themselves because this is what like they didn't really make too clear as to, as to what their part of the plan was was it no. their that part of the plan to go to the barn and rescue those people or yeah. was it like they were supposed to just cover themselves with this stinky dust and <sighs> leave i think they were supposed to go to the bar and save those people and go i think that was it okay so yeah. they were just supposed to go and then leave john to do whatever john was doing but then they decided to go back him up so i guess they've shown john that they're capable yeah in- because i mean they they took out some vampires and with them being a distraction he managed yeah. to kill the leader exactly so i think he's realized that it, it and also john nearly failed right he if they yeah. hadn't turned up he definitely would have got he would have got got so absolutely I, I think he's realized that he needs the backup at least as well so yeah oh i can't believe we're going into the final two episodes this season this is crazy yeah it's absolutely crazy and honestly like we've experienced it today <laughs> it's not helping <laughs> no so next episode for us is um it is salvation salvation oh i mean like i said i think the next two episodes are kind of a two-parter aren't they so um yeah we'll we'll do them as separate episodes but i am very excited for the season one finale yeah it's gonna be good yeah it's gonna be good all right well we are we have somehow managed to end up in a bog in purgatory this week and we are fully stuck we are fully stuck right where we are (laughs) we're not getting anywhere Uh, we'll see what happens next time (laughs) bye bye